And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First, there is a disease in our country and our world. Uh Uh-oh. I have confidence that almost everyone hearing my voice will remember the TV and radio campaign with Andre Agassi. There was a mass marketing campaign that stated, Image is everything. Unfortunately, it was wildly successful. It wasn't that this was brilliant marketing. It was that this message tapped into a truth about the world and the worldly. The way we present is the way we are. But that's not true. In reality, the presentation of many people is as phony as a $3 bill. That's pretty phony. Next, why does a Christian's life need to be portrayed as something different than it is? Yes, we want and need to reflect Jesus as we walk in fellowship with God. And yes, we need the fruit of the Holy Spirit to shine. But no, we don't need to be fake about the positional place or the practical place we are in in Christ. We are perfect through Jesus. We are being made perfect by the Holy Spirit, and we operate in forgiveness, not perfection, during the process. So what's the big deal? And finally, now here's a glorious truth. We are created, designed, and conceived, which, by the way, the word conceived means alive. We are conceived and birthed by the grace of God. No person deserves to come to life. That is impossible. Remember, there's nothing we can do in the preconceived state to entitle us to life. We don't deserve our life, but we joyfully receive it. And here's the key. God doesn't make junk. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show live, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Plus, you can call us. What? Yeah. No, live. You call the 972-445-0770 number. Now, what's nifty is that when you call that nifty, that's a good word, 972-445-0770 number, you will be talking to... Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! 
I just like that. I'm sorry. I mean, people are like, are you, can you do that? We do that. Not can we do that. We are doing that. By the way, when you talk to Dynamite D, that's like receiving a gift from somebody. Wait. Just because. <laughs> that's why. Just because. Isn't that nice to receive a gift just because? Isn't that nice from people that are special like, you know, Joanne and Cordelia who give gifts just because? That's right, ladies. We got you. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is if you have a praise report, we want you to have that opportunity to share. We think that is fantastic. A great opportunity to share with your brothers and your sisters uh, something the Lord is working on in your life. How cool is that? You know, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, and people need opportunity to say it. If you have that in your church and you get to share that, that's great. If you don't and you want to be able to do that more often, hey, let's do that. In the meantime, if you can't or don't feel comfortable on the radio, you can always do it on the website. But that's just something to remember. You can go there and then write out a praise. If you have a prayer request, we will pray for you right here and now. Why? Because prayer works. I know that people are going to really object to this, but even, listen to this, even uh, uh, a very not great group like the New England uh, Journal of Medicine acknowledged that prayer is very very advantageous for people who will go through serious sickness. Can't get away from it. It's not, it's not, it's not I didn't, they're not trying to promote God. Trust me. Okay. Believe me, especially those guys. So, bottom line is let's pray about it. Let's bring it to the Lord. Let's see what he does. It only takes a moment for a miracle. All you got to do is reach out to us. So, you can reach out to us by either email, david he must increase.org, text 214 210 8483, or call us at 972 In the meantime, here comes your first this hour trivia question. And if you don't get this, I am going to go home and buy a box of Kleenex and just cry. All day. Here we go. According to the curse of Genesis, which creature will eat the dust all the days of his life? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Which creature? Also, you can text in 214-210-8483. Which creature? And then also you can send an email, David, at he must org. Which creature? <laughs> I'm just going to just keep saying that because it's. Well, I think it's relevant. So anyway, we do have somebody calling in. And it's not that I'm trying to make this complex. I'm just making sure that we do something that's really important. Notice that the first trivia question was in Revelation chapter 6. Now we have a trivia question, and this goes into Genesis 3. Here's the, here's the key component to this. We need to know all 66 books uh, and, and, and be aware of it. You know, you, 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 we need to be familiar with the Old Testament, familiar with the New. For those that are trying to figure out what's the good of the old, remember that Jesus used the old to defeat Satan. So it's just like, I'm just saying, don't, don't, you know, <laughs> don't blow that. Don't, don't mess that up. It's like, let's keep it together and keep it in the right spot. Somebody ready to answer the trivia? They actually have a question. Okay. So we'll let them ask the question and then we'll just keep the, the trivia floating. So let's send them on through. Go ahead and do that. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Good afternoon, Sergio. Hey, Sergio. How are you, my brother? Long time no hear. It's good to hear your voice. I know. 
I know, I know, but believe me, I, I do listen. I listen almost every day. Uh, you're a blessing, brother. I appreciate that. And we appreciate your love, your support. And just We stand with you in everything. We know there's warfare, but we know there's a victory. That's how we stand with you, brother. Yes, thank you so much. And I believe, is his name David, the, the, the new guy? No, it's, I, we I call him Dynamite D. It's okay, D Anthony. D. It's okay. D Anthony, but you just call him D. <laughs> okay, D. Awesome. Well, he was. He got it wrong. I actually did not have a question. I just basically just had a comment. Okay, that's um, fine. Just for you, David. This is on a more personal level. I just really want to let you know, man. Just out in out in public, just uh, for the record, man. I really appreciate everything that you do. You've touched my life. I know that you touch other people's lives. And I know that sometimes it's hard for you. I know that you're going through some physical stuff and some family stuff, but. I keep you in my prayers, and uh, just want to let you know, man. I mean, I'm giving you a, a, a like a high five, um, <laughs> an air high five, a high five, and a hug. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I do, man, and I appreciate that. It's it's so. Um, First of all, it's a blessing to hear, and I think you know that that it's a blessing for me to hear that. So sometimes people are like, hey, Dave, every once in a while you go in on a, on a tangent, and it's true. I do do that, and then I get a text from somebody that I've never heard from before saying that's exactly what I needed, and then I think I should tell the audience that was for that person, but then I don't know. It could be for somebody else, and then you just never know, and it's like, just go, Lord. Just do your stuff, man. Let's just do this together because I just want the trumpet to blow. We can all go in together and have an awesome eternity. That's <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. It's like, doo, 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 here we go, here we go. You know, kind of well, thing. you know, you know, I I usually have questions, and you know, I am reading, but I just I just got stumped right now, and it just I just I just felt it in my heart. I was like, you know what? I need to call him. I just need to say, you're doing a great job, David. I personally appreciate it, and I'm sure there's more people out there that in the audience that appreciate it as well. And I just want to let you give you a, a, a an attaboy, man. Thank you, That's brother. Basically, the reason of my call. Thank you, brother. You know, I greatly appreciate it. It's a great blessing to hear. I'm serious. It really is a great blessing Thank to you. hear. Have a great weekend, and um, have a great weekend, and go Cowboys. <laughs> you got it, man. Bye-bye. <laughs> right. All, right. All right. So that was a, a wonderful – I mean, see, now that, of course, that encourages me, and I need to be encouraged, and I just love that, and I love that you guys do that. And, and uh, uh, it's so funny because he said that because I wrote down on my note on this one piece of paper, you know, talk to people about your – uh, you know, when you go on your trail walks, that's when I go off and spin off somewhere. And uh, and uh, you'd just be amazed how many people uh, respond to that. And then him saying that to me, that's like a, a thing for me. I was like, man, that's cool. I need that. So uh, thank you guys for that. Okay, now that does not change that we have a trivia question. <laughs> so so uh, no, you're not getting out of it, and you guys should all know this anyway. Uh, the trivia question uh, was, according to the curse of Genesis, we're looking at uh, chapter 3, which creature will eat the dust all the days uh, of its life? And so you, you guys got to be able to know that. I'm going to we'll, – we'll break in an extra second or two. I want to go like an extra two or three minutes because I want to start the process on this one teach because I find this teach to be um, – Super, how do I say this? Where you say something is super important, like practical, important, super important stuffy. Okay, good, good. Uh, Matthew 23, 27, 28. What do you teachers of the law, Pharisees, you hypocrites? Ooh, ooh, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs. You look beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous. But inside, you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. This is what the Christian does not have to be or do. 
Let me let me just say this and make sure I say it in a good way. You are forgiven by the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. God gives as a gift the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It is a grace that is granted to us that needs to be received, contrary to people saying, oh, accepting doesn't sound good. Too bad. It's 26 times in the Greek. Uh, here's the bottom line. God grants this gift, and you receive this gift, and this gift is eternal life through Jesus Christ, eternal fellowship with God, and he declares you judicially righteous. Now, while you're going through the process of being, you've been declared righteous, now in a practical sense, he's making you look righteous. And what happens in the world is they don't understand that differential. So then when somebody says they're a Christian, the world expects the person to be perfect. And Christians get on the defensive. And they're like, well, I didn't mean to vote. And they should just, without even batting an eye, without even blinking, they just go, they should just say, positionally, I'm perfect. Practically, I'm being worked on. Without even blinking. Because the reality is there's no point in trying to be something we're not. We are what we are. We're reflecting Jesus more and more, trial by trial, image by image. You know, literally, uh, the scripture says glory by glory, which means step by step. And that's a part of the process. But we don't have to try and be something we're not. And if the world doesn't like it, tough. Well, the, nothing is funnier to me than when a non-Christian tells a Christian what they should do, be, say, think. Are you kidding? That's like, I mean, that's like somebody who plays badminton trying to tell somebody how to play football. Are you kidding? That doesn't work. There's no connection. And so instead of the instead of the church being so like, oh, we better respond to this, how about the church just says what it's truth? I am forgiven and the Lord is making me look like Jesus step by step. I ain't perfect, but I stand in the perfection of Jesus Christ. We don't have to be a hypocrite. We can just be ourselves as the Lord is developing us. He didn't choose you by accident. He knew what he was doing when he picked you. He's not sitting there going, Oh, I hope this one works out. That's not exactly how it flies with God. You can't be omniscient and hope something works out. Okay, it doesn't work. Okay, all right. Let me go back to the the uh, trivia question, then we'll break. And way you know where this is going to go for today. According to the curse on Genesis, which creature will eat the dust all the days of his life? The serpent. The serpent, or the snake, or anything thereabouts. The serpent. That's the answer. All right. We'll take a break and then come back. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience. Right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and 
that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cow Punch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? This is Ray Bentley. Ray Bentley, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh on the show. I'm going to say that about you. <laughs> it has been four Ooh. years and in six months and 29 days since you've been live on the David Spoon Experience. Oh, man. <laughs> Finally, I've I'm sliding in under the tag, home safe. You are Finally. safe. Okay. And so I'll tell the entire audience real simple. Uh, after this interview, you can either blame Ray or you can bless Ray <laughs> because it was his fault a year and a half ago on February 12th when he called me and said, you should be back on the radio. Amen. You just point Amen. to that guy. Okay. <laughs> all right. First of all, Ray, I want to ask you a really important question to start everything off with. The time is yours. You determine how much time you've got. It's totally up to you. But I do want to just ask you this quick question. How you doing? <laughs> you know what? I am doing uh, good. I, I'm doing – actually, I'm doing great. I think these are exciting times. Uh, I, I feel like we're in an acceleration of things happening, of God moving, of kind of things that we thought about and imagined prophetically what it would look like. And it's like happening so much so fast with such acceleration. I'm like, I can't hardly keep up with it all. It's just, it's a great hour uh, to look up and to encourage one another. You know, I, I do realize there's lots of uh, challenges, and these are trying times, but out of the worst of times come the best of times. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting, for, getting ready for our next trivia question. Here you go. At the Transfiguration, so we're talking about Matthew 17. <clears throat> At the Transfiguration, the face of Jesus shone or shined like what? What did his face shine like? Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, and this is according to Matthew. So I want to make sure you get it in the Matthew text. And at the Transfiguration, his face, show, it's shown, which is the past tense of shine, which is, I guess, could be shined. Hey, what did his face look like? <laughs> there, what's that? That's right. I was listening to a comedian the other day because I like listening to when I drive home. Uh, traffic, it's a long drive. It's over an hour every time. And so I listen to comedians every once in a while. And the guy was trying to say something. He said like two or three minutes to four minutes. And then he just said, oh, forget it. And then he said it a completely different way. And it's like, I know that feeling. <laughs> I love it. What did Jesus's face look like? Uh, the transfiguration takes place. What did his face uh, look like? They say something specific. Look at that. Look at that. Matthew 17. You should get that. Uh, Joanne and Cordelia get the pow pow on that one. Uh, that is a classic question. If you need, think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david 
at he must increase dot org. That's the question. I'll just I'll just say it the way they asked it. At his transfiguration, the face of Jesus shone like what, according to Matthew? That is the question. In the meantime, yesterday's joke about being old got an enormously positive response. I even had to send a copy off to somebody. So, let me just say, Lewis, good guess. Uh, so, I'm going, I found another one. <laughs> of course I did. Of course. Okay. So, here's another one. Ready? All right. This is another proof that you are advantages, the advantages, though, of aging. So this is a little different. It's called the advantages. Okay, so just remember that. Uh, this is another classic kind of thing you want to share at Thanksgiving. <laughs> right, Eric? Okay, here we go. Ready? All right. Here's one of the advantages of aging. Ready? Here's number one. In a hostage situation, you are likely to be released first. Let's see this. Let's come on. All right. Uh, number two, nobody expects you to run into a burning building. <laughs> okay. That's good. Uh, people call you at 9 p.m. and say, did I wake you? <laughs> wait, wait, you guys should love this one. People no longer view you as a hypochondriac. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing left to learn the hard way. Uh, things, that's so funny. Things you buy now uh, won't wear out. <laughs> you buy things, they wear out. No, that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, kidnappers are not very interested in you. Eh, that's okay. You eat. You can eat dinner at 4 p.m. <laughs> so, so true. Oh, my goodness. That's like my mom wrote this stuff, right? All right. Uh, you consider prune juice to be a very important thing in life. And then uh, the other thing, we'll end it with this. You really enjoy hearing about other people's operations. <laughs> That's so sad. So those are our jokes for – oh, come on. Those are good. <laughs> All right. MIT. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. It's just like so funny. It's like he's like he has no idea, right? But in 30 years, brother, I'm just telling you. Okay. Uh, trivia question. Was at the transfiguration, the face of Jesus shone like what, according to Matthew? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Now I'm going to jump into this part, and this part is really important. Okay? You know this. None of this is new. All the material is at least 2,000 years old, so it does, that's okay. John chapter 1, verse 43 through 49. Uh, the next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we found the one Moses wrote about in the law uh, and, the, and the, about whom the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. Verse 46, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked, come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching him, he said, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me, Nathanael asked Jesus. I saw you while you were under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. 
So I want to talk about this text because this text is, is, is I think, undertaught. I underteach it, so I'm going to take the blame for it. I'm not saying that everybody else underteaches it. I do a pretty poor job of, on a regularity of teaching this. Here's this guy, Nathaniel. Not only is he sarcastic, and you're thinking, how do you know he's sarcastic? We'll get to that in a second. But he is authentic, and authentic means he is real. And there's nothing that people can spot sooner than later, nothing they can spot any sooner now than a phony, a person who's like says one thing, does another. Then people can spot that a mile away now. And in church, it's even more so. Now, you look at this text and you think, well, back up. How do you know that, that, that Nathaniel is sarcastic? Because in verse 46, he says this. In verse 45, it says, Philip found Nathaniel and, and told him, we found found the one Moses wrote about in the law and the one whom the prophets wrote about, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. And he goes, Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? And people read that and just fly on to the next thing. You have to understand what he's saying. What is he saying? Pick the worst possible place you can think of. For some people, immediately they thought San Francisco. But I'm just saying, just think of the worst possible place. And it's like, San Francisco? <laughs> Can anything good come from there? It's like, it's almost like nothing good comes out of that place kind of attitude. And I'm not saying nothing ever good comes out of San Francisco because there is some good coffee. But that's not the point. The point that I'm saying is he's, it's, it's almost like he's like, what? He's coming from there? That's terrible. And instead of even being fake about it, he's like, he's real. And then when Jesus sees him, look at what Jesus says. I know you guys are thinking, well, the guy doesn't lie. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, here is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. He is, he is, he is absolutely genuine. Aletheia, the word in the Greek. He's genuine. He's real. What does that mean? It means he's not putting on a show for anybody. He don't care. He's sarcastic. <laughs> he don't care. And you know what? Jesus likes him. <laughs> just think that's so awesome. Look at this is a guy that most of us would go, that guy, he's, you know, that's he's a sarcastic guy. And boy, he just he just shares his opinion. He just tells you what he thinks. Jesus liked this guy. Didn't he? He discipled him. He liked him because he was real and he was authentic. The guy meets Jesus for the first time. The first thing Jesus says is, This guy is real. And he's like, all right, I, I like you, Rabbi. I like you. Right? It's like there is a call, a requirement, a definition from the Lord that your life not be hypocritical, that it not be uh, something that is uh, fake. The whole process here is to get away from that. Let's get away from being a hypocrite. Hypocrites is the Greek word. It means to wear a mask. It comes from the word uh, of acting and on a stage, and they'd have faces on a stick, and they'd have one stick, and they put it in front of their face, and then they'd switch into another character and another voice, and they put the other face up to their uh, face, and that would be the next one. Then they put another character to their face. That's what the Lord doesn't want. Just be yourself. Be you. Here's the here's the just be yourself. I understand it doesn't always look pretty. So what? You still love Jesus. He still loves you, and you can tell people that. That's more powerful than a fake shine. 
Going back to the shine, here's the question. At his transfiguration, the face of Jesus shone like what? The answer is the sun. His face shone like the sun. Thank you very much. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? When you are in the presence of the Lord and his presence is strengthening you, and we talked about that can happen through the word of God, through prayer, and through fellowship. And then you go through some process where somebody sends you a text or somebody sends you a letter or somebody calls you or somebody sends you an email or somebody looks at you funny or somebody kind of glances or somebody says something about you or you hear something about yourself or you eat the wrong kind of tacos and you just feel bad and the joy is sucking away at the moment. Here is the answer while the devil is trying to take your joy away. Here is the key. For the next 365 days for your life, when the devil takes the joy away by robbing you, you go back into the presence of God again. When the devil comes in and robs you and takes that joy, will you get up off your duff or your blessed assurance and you go into the presence of God again, be it prayer, be it Bible, be it fellowship, be it worship, be it whatever. I don't care. Get up and get back in the presence of God again. And when the devil comes around the second time and knocks on your door and you open it and he takes it from you again, then you get off your blessed assurance again and you get back into the presence of God again. And when he does it a third time, you do it again. And when he does it a fourth time, you do it again. Because the strength of the Lord is in the joy of the Lord, which is found in the presence of the Lord. And when he comes a robbing, you go to refill. When the tank is empty, put gas in it. When you're depleted, fill it up. And you think, well, I can't do that. Why not? You did it the first time. Yes, but that was special. Why? Because you tried? Try again. But you don't understand. No, I don't care. That's much, much more heartless to say that, huh? That's a good one. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, don't, I care about the truth. I don't care about somebody's, well, my perception, well, good for you. God bless you. When you can figure out that you can argue with God, let me know how that goes. If you win that argument, you come back. You can take the throne. But you ain't going to win it. So when the enemy comes and he comes a stealing, you do exactly what you need to do to take it back. If he steals from you, you take it right back. Why? Because you can. Because he's not empowered to keep it from you. He's empowered to take it momentarily. You're empowered to take it right back. Take it. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I, I must confess, I love shows like this because I didn't know how it was going to go. And just like, oh, I got to, you know, I can do this. I know the Lord will help me get through it. And, and I know that. But then as I'm doing it, I feel stronger and stronger. And so it's like, I like that. I don't know. Is that weird? I don't know. 
That's normal, isn't it? Well, I was just going to say another point. Also tell the people, we're working a lot of stuff over here, so they might have to call more than once. If so, call again. Yes, right. And you guys should remember that, that that, that Dynamite D is, is now he's been in radio for before, but he is he is acquiring all of the, what's the, you really, it's like an octopus, isn't it? Because you got to go all over the place. So if you call and you, he misses your call, call back. Okay. We support our own. That's what we do. And keep him in prayer. This is kind of like, can you imagine working with me? <laughs> I feel sorry for him. <laughs> well, I do. That's just part of the part of the process. Oh, okay. In the meantime, uh, we are going to have another trivia uh, question that is going to uh, – this, this is not the hardest trivia question. It's just when I read it, I was like – I was like a caught off guard. So before we get there, we do have somebody calling in, but – I'm, I'm going to do this trivia question. You're all going to go. If you know it, I'm just going to say good job ahead of time, just to let you know. But in the meantime, somebody is calling, and let's uh, bring them through so that they can have a chance to communicate. Uh, knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, This is Stephen. How are you? How you doing, Stephen? How are things? Wonderful. A couple of quick comments. One, I think I mentioned to you the other day about how interesting it was that um, we take the Bibles away from our kids at school and give them back in prisons. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing, um, right? That's, uh, it was a sobering lesson when I heard that, and it, cause it's so true. Yes. But anyway, the other thing I wanted to comment about, uh, Whenever we talk to our brothers or treat our brothers wrongly, do you know why God's biggest concern about that is? Have you ever thought about putting that together with yeah. what Jesus told Paul? Why are you per- persecuting me? Exactly. Because whenever we go against a brother... Yeah, you're you're breaking up on that one, Stephen. But I think exactly what you're going to say. All of a sudden, all of our decisions get changed. Yep. Yep. That's all the comment I wanted to make. I appreciate you have a that. Day. Thank you, brother. So one of the things that Stephen was bringing up is a great point. Just a great, great point. So when Paul was going after the Christians, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, "Why are you persecuting me?" Now you got to think about that because he, Paul was persecuting the Christians. And Jesus is like, why are you persecuting me? What, what are you, why are you coming after me? So when we go after Christians, who are we persecuting? You're not persecuting the Christians. You're persecuting Jesus. It's like, ow. So that's a great comment, and we appreciate that. I love his – he's got some great insight. You just noticed that we, him and I have had some philosophical back and forth. It's I love stuff like that. All right. Okay. All right. Get ready. Here you go. And for those that didn't catch it, I'll repeat that uh, at a different time. But the, his whole point was – Don't go after one another, because when you do, you're going after your brother and sister. That's going after Jesus. Uh, Here we go. Uh, This is going to be tough. Don't get mad at me. At what time of day did the waters of the Red Sea return to normal? Now, when I read that, I thought, "Uh," (laughs) that's exactly what I thought. And I actually had to, it was like one of those processes. Now, uh, I cannot believe Joy Ann and Cordelia guessed, but guessed correctly. 
Very, very strong, by the way. At what time of day did the waters of the Red Sea return to normal? If you're looking for an answer, it'd be at Exodus 14. So I'll give you the ways to contact us, and then I'll send you to the site. So we'll kind of do it as a combo. So one, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase. Org. At this time, we always send you up to the website because we do it twice in a show. And the reason that we send you to the website is because all the stuff that's on the website, plus it's a place to give. That's what I need you to consider because our finances are really low. And so I'd like them to be really a lot higher than low. Thank you. So please go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. That was it? Where's the rest of it? Well, that was a short one, huh? All right. Obviously, I mean, obviously, that was a violin. <laughs> hey, that was the best I have, folks. Uh, no, that's, there is one that's that short, by the way. So it's okay. It's not that you didn't play the wrong word. I think it's just that short. It's just like, bink. It's like, okay. Uh, at what time of day did the waters of the Red Sea return to normal? The answer is in Exodus 14. For those that are trying to check it out, that is the question. And here's the other part now. We already sent you to the website. We had, uh, Brother Stephen call it and give a good word about making sure you don't jump on one another, attack one another, because when you do that, you're attacking Jesus. Uh, you got to answer the trivia question. We're going to get back into the teaching text. Uh, and then in the next segment, we'll do history. Okay, so we'll push history back just a little bit. This part of the teaching, I'm just praying that I do a good job not messing it up because it is uh, rather important. So we just started this uh, show in this teaching, in this uh, element, talking about, you know, be not being fake. Okay, we don't put on a Jesus face. Okay, the, the, the reason that I say that is because I, I can't stand that. It's so... Uh, you know, your your dog died. Put on your Jesus face. No, I'm. I would be sad. In fact, Levi's getting older. I will be exceedingly sad. I might even take a day off from the show because that's would be very. That's how it is. I'm not gonna have a fake thing going on. I'm gonna be real about it. Okay. And then we looked at at uh, the, uh, the life of some of the other disciples, and you get to see that this opportunity where Jesus is is talking about. You know, the, the people that are real, the people that are solid, and you look at some of these people like, you know, like Nathaniel, and you think, this guy's probably a little more cutty than most, most people, a little more sarcastic. Well, Jesus loved it because he likes the real part. Here's the next thing I want to tell you, and this is something that you got to remember, and I think this is critical. Number one, Genesis one twenty six. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness, that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Whose image are you made in? Okay, I, I, it's not, I'm not a Whose image are you made in? God's. Okay. Right? That's number one. Here's number two. Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That word handiwork means masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece, his handiwork, his creation. 
right? Psalm 139, verse 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Every time we sit there and try to rip ourselves apart, you know who we're insulting? God. He made you. Now, does that mean you should eat nothing but tacos? No, unless you, my wife is having a fit and she just wants to have tacos. Then trust me, we're just eating tacos. But the idea behind this is this. God doesn't make junk. God makes great masterpieces. God made you. You're a masterpiece. God made you. You're in his image. God made you. He doesn't make junk. He makes great, beautiful pieces of art. And you're one of them. And you think, well, you know, sin, just sin. But yeah, sin did mess a whole bunch of things up. It did mess up a lot of things in creation. It messed up the quote-unquote ecosystem. Well, that's obvious because mankind, you know, started to figure out ways to kill one another in a billion ways that we never thought of before. I mean, man did a lot of bad things. But it doesn't change that you're made in the image of God. You are redeemed by Jesus Christ. God never makes junk. As a Christian, you're his masterpiece, and he loves you. And you, you are something that he created. And for you to say, I need to be something different is for you to say to God, you did a poor job. Oh, uh, I don't want to be in the room when somebody says that. At that judgment seat, I don't want to be on the planet when somebody says to God, you did a poor job making me. That's what we got to stop doing. You don't have to be something you're not. You don't have. You can be yourself. Sometimes some of you might be a little rough. Well, I get it. That's why the Lord brings sandpaper in your life. <laughs> right? That's cool. But you are God's masterpiece. You are his work. He didn't choose you by accident. And he knows what he's doing. Remember that you are his masterpiece. You don't have to be what you're not. You stand in forgiveness. You recognize, hey, I'm forgiven. Got a lot of things I could do better. But I rejoice in the forgiveness and the grace and the mercy and the kindness that God has for me. I'm made in his image. I'm his masterpiece, and God doesn't make junk. Wow. All right. Uh, the answer to the trivia question, by the way, <laughs> what time of day did the waters of the Red Sea return to normal? The answer is daybreak. It's actually as the sun rose is the answer, which is like I was like I was a little off when I guessed mine. Anyhow, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? What the issue is, is this guy hears the gospel from Philip... And in that presentation of the gospel is baptism. That is not not negotiable in the sense that there's no way you can remove that. And he responds by saying, I want to be part of this family. I want to be connected to this. I hear the good news. I want the grace and the mercy. I want to do whatever it takes to show my response, not just to you, Philip, but to the entire world. I'm a Christian. And that's what baptism does. And while I think it's dangerous to say, if you're not, you can never get in, because I don't believe that's correct, I also think it's dangerous to say nobody needs to do it. That's incorrect, too. Your baptism is an open proclamation of an inward work. Don't you ever forget, the Lord requires that. If you've never been baptized, get baptized. Don't, don't, oh, we got to do it right this way. Arrange to get baptized. That's it. If you've never done it, you should do it because it's a declaration of your faith. That's the response to the gospel. You're saying by identifying going down and up in baptism, the end of you, the beginning of him in you. Okay. That just seems like it doesn't even seem like that's complex. I think everybody should just go, yeah, okay, got it. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We have somebody who's calling in. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Annika. Hi, Annika. How are you? Well, doing better. Um... I'm continuing on the saga to send out all my possessions so that my eyes are just going to be on Christ. The the best experiment I've ever done so far, and it, it seems to get better and better. Yesterday, um, I had been to a point that I was able to share with my husband some of the stuff I was coming across from actually at the very beginning of our marriage, and it created a really sweet, special moment to be able to see where we had started off and to see basically kind of how we want to redirect uh, the current 
projects we're doing to get more back in line with what we had going back then and what brought us together back then. So it really turned out really sweet. And um, I wanted to also say that um, a few minutes ago when you had your question about what time of the day did the Red Sea come back together, that was good because it caused me, I had a moment time where I could actually stop and look it up, and it was really interesting to learn about the specifics of what happened, that chances are that the Egyptians, right after the death of the firstborn, the plague of the firstborn, uh, Moses and Aaron were called in by Pharaoh, and so it looks like the Egyptians left like right after the the death during the night, and I never thought about that. And then the sea basically, as you pointed out, um, returned to normal in the morning. So that was that was interesting, and I'll be looking at that a little closer uh, later on. And then a, a third thought was, okay, with all that's going on and our, our business is kicking up and I'm trying to gain control because we haven't had days off in years or in decades, and finally taking control back over that, um, added to the mix is there's been a feral cat that has come into our yard and uh, has been killing all the birds mm. and finally figured out that it was this cat. So I started feeding him, and we're going to try to get him tame and hopefully find someone who can give him a home. It seems like a really sweet cat, and it looks like um, he's a uh, one of these cats they catch, and they fix them, and then they re-release them. But winter's coming, and I think he really needs a good home. But in feeding him, I ran into a problem I've never run into before. Uh, in trying to help feral cats in the past. And I found these bees just really attracted to the meat we were putting out for them, and I thought, that's weird. So I looked it up on the Internet, and there are actually meat-eating bees. And I'm like, really, Satan? You've got to be kidding. <laughs> so I go out there now with a fly swatter, and I hate to take them out, but it's like um, we had a day where he wouldn't eat, and we figured out apparently he must have gotten stung. Aww. And that's what, that's what brought my eye to what was going on uh, with uh, the, the bees. Right. So all that to say, it's just been one grand adventure, but I love getting simpler and simpler in this consumer society and just I want it I want it so stripped down. I want scorched earth so all I see is Christ. You know, I love that you're that you're willing to uh to to lay it all down, which is basically uh, it's funny because uh, when they when the young man was was trying to inherit eternal life and it's like okay he well, what what can I do to inherit it which is uh, ironic because it's most likely that he did inherit his his fortune I mean that was his probably his motif for the way he operated and then Jesus is like strip it all down he was like uh, no 
And so it's like yeah. it's like yeah. that. It's like you. And for each person, that would be different. So for some people, uh, that would be uh, you know you know give up a financial position or whatever, and they'd be like okay. But for other people, uh, that that same requirement in a different realm would be really hard. It's funny because it's different for every person what it is they have to give up. And the Lord's making you say, "Let it all go, and then you'll find more of Me, which is what you want in the first place." Exactly. And it makes me think of that. You've probably seen this in your years of of ministry and everything, but the old um, gourd, the monkey trap gourd, where they will tie a dried gourd uh, or chain it to a tree, and they'll put a tempting treat to a monkey in it to, to capture these monkeys, and they'll put a hole in it, but then they'll put the treat in it where it'll be something hard like a nut they love. And when they go to grab... They can't bring their fist back out, and they won't let go of the nut when the guys come to grab them, you know, the monkeys, and take them off. And I don't want to keep my fist wrapped around the stuff anymore. It's like I want to see the other side. I don't, I don't want to miss it. Yeah, and, it, and just, first of all, the most important part of that is just your willingness. Because to the level you reach, to the level the Lord takes you, to the level that the Lord takes each individual, it has to start in one place specific, and that's your heart. It has to start inside where you say, you know what? I, I want no other shrines in my life. I just yeah, want exactly you. exactly the word, yeah. And that's so, exactly, because it's, it's an idol. If it's not Christ, if you're grabbing hold of something else— it's it's going to be an idol. Yep. Have you read? And I'm just checking with you. And I know you're you're well read. Have you read the Pursuit of God by Tozer? Uh, no, I haven't. That would be an excellent. Uh, a. W. Tozer wrote a book called The Pursuit of God. It would just be an excellent book. Very short. It's really a collection of his sermons. But there's a, a passage in there, or a chapter called The Blessedness of Nothing. Oh, interesting. I think you okay. would, I think you would find that to be really fascinating. Oh, that would be okay. Yeah, because I'm I'm living it. I'm living it out right now. It's um, I call it the great experiment, but I know I know what the result's going to be. I know it's going to be much better. Yeah, much better. Well, see, uh, and everybody and, can be praying for you who's listening to the show. You could be, you could be praying for Annika. She's trying to draw in closer. It's like, Amen. Who we should all please. have that attitude, right? <laughs> and please, no more bees that eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's just weird. Yeah, I mean, it's little things like that because, I mean, you know, what I'm going through isn't some big, heavy, um, life-threatening thing. But when you see, I guess what what it is is when I see how it can be done by the enemy in this, it's a life-changing thing. It's, it's not small in that sense, but it's not, you know, I'm not facing, you know, death you know, kind of a situation. But when I see the little darts that get thrown, I mean, a meat-eating bees, you know, what? who would have thought of it, you know? (laughs) But on the other hand, God talks about, I has not seen nor ear heard nor mind imagined what he can do. So if the enemy can throw something bizarro, weird like that in from left field, how much greater is, you know, what God's going to mix in going to, be exactly exactly right excellent excellent well, excellent call thank you excellent so much insight. for what you're doing oh but at this point it's my privilege i can say that for sure well have a great weekend all right you too tell your hubby okay. i said hi 
I sure will. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So we're going to close out. So uh, Lewis needs prayer for him and his wife, Rosie. And so we just want to pray for them. We want to pray for you guys. I just want to close out. We'll we'll skip the uh, the history because we only got like two minutes. So it's not that big a deal. And you guys don't care that much. Uh, besides, it's the bald day. Everybody likes bald day. Just leave it alone. Uh, the one thing I want to remind you, and I'll just say this as we close out on what I was sharing. For those that are trying to figure out, well, you know, this image thing really bothers me, Dave. Here's the bottom line. The first big sin in the New Testament church, once the church was established, was Ananias and Sapphira trying to say they were something that they were not. You know how God responded to that? He killed them. (laughs) So, well, that's the Old Testament. Acts chapter 5, baby. That's the New Testament. So just be yourself. Let's pray. I just want to pray for everybody, and then we'll close it out. Let's pray and do it together. Father, we come before you right now. Thank you for uh, uh, the call that Annika just gave us, and help us all to have this understanding that the shrines that are in our lives, those are idols, and we need to lay those down. And we thank you for Stephen's call and to remind us to be very careful how we speak of one another. We lift up Lewis and his wife, Rosie, and just pray that your blessing would be in their lives. And we pray for the marriages of the people who are listening, that grace and mercy and goodness could enter into those marriages. And that, Lord, you would enter into those marriages and help people be united in the right spirit and in the right way. We ask you to bless everybody, to protect everybody. I thank you for everybody. I pray your grace into their lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 70 and one half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.